Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Now, early in the week, we caught up with the NRL roast, Dean Messeter. We discussed, well, we discussed who's not going to be number one on the hottest 100. He, he was also over in Perth for the fight, the great fight between Volkanovski and Big Islam. And, of course, we go up and spoke to my favourites, Boogie and Woogie. The man who may have led the chant. I'm pleased to say he was there. He was there beating the drum for, well, he was there for, uh, for for KO, but he was also there to beat the drum for the Perth Reds or whatever they're going to be called. His name is Dean Messeter, and he is the old Capitano at NRL Roast HQ, and he's on the line. G'day, Dino. Legends, how are you? I've, I've uh, been waiting for his uh, all day. Beautiful, beautiful. Did, what did you, uh, are, you over in, are you still over in Perth or are you back home, Dino? No, back home. Oh, I good. caught the red eye last night. Ooh. I um, had a uh, heavily drunk UFC fan over my lap, um, <laughs> making me unable to sleep on the way home. Yeah. And then I had to wait around for another three hours at uh, Sydney Hospital to get back home to lovely old park. So I've had, I'm on zero sleep. Mm. Um, but um, after the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm up and about. So. Yeah. How was Kenty on that flight? Was he all good? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, not very talkative. No. Uh, I, tried to, no. I tried to get some. Rumours out of him, but got nothing. So, so Dino, is it fair to say you're running uphill with a backpack full of bricks, cement gumboots on? Is it? Is it been a long twenty four hours? Oh, it's been a long yeah seventy two <laughs> hours. Um, yeah. We uh, we caught the weigh ins, we caught the press conference, we caught the fights, uh, mixing it up with um, some content creators over there as well as all the KO team. It's been hectic. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking to, uh, now I've got to look after me kids this afternoon. So, um, I'm going to be, I've got my hands full. And uh, one of your Mona Lisa's, so to speak, is the NRL roast hottest 100 as we get on, well, it's uh, Valentine's day Eve mm. and there's a certain play going for three people. There is. Yeah. So, um, a bit of contentious decision here, but, uh, yeah, Carlton Pong has been our, our number one guy voted by the public, not me. Uh, he's been the number one the last two years. So this is our third year. Um, and I will say he's up there again. He's up. He's up in in thereabouts. Uh, we've still got a day to go of voting. So if you want to get in there and get your votes in, but it's going to be a very interesting top ten. There's going to be some new uh, new faces um, and and plenty of uh, yeah, plenty of different ones up in the uh, top ten, top twenty. Yeah, I think you know who I reckon's a smoky. I know. I know who you're going to say, right? Who? <laughs> like, I was thinking if we did the same roast multi, you would throw. Toby Rudolph in the top 10. No. No, 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 no. 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 The cheese. Because I reckon. Really? Yep. I reckon personality. Really? Yep. He's got that, uh, as we all know, he's a, he's a bit of a character. Yeah. Good looking good looking rooster. I can okay. say that yeah, now because yeah, yeah. he's playing for him. But, uh, I think that does, it does play a part in yes. the Fletch. Yes, cheekiness. A lot of these people in here, are cheekiness. Yeah. There's, there's some ones in there, if you looked at them, they're not oil paintings. Um, but they've got that character about them. They've got that um, ability to entertain people off the field as well, which 
a lot of people find attractive mm. and hot. So oh, that, um, yeah, is is a big factor. Rightio, let's play uh, same roast multi rapid fire with you, Brian. Right, and we'll check this tomorrow to see how you fare. Okay, who's going to be the number one panther? Uh, Nathan. Well, I'm not so sure. Brian Tyler's got a big following behind him. Nathan definitely. Really? Okay. Fourth, Nathan Cleary. Okay. Fourth central. Ruben Garrick. Does he finish top five? Yes. Okay. Nico Hines. Does he finish top three? No. Okay, who's going to be, if I can say this in flattering terms, yeah. the least attractive person who climbs the highest? The least? <laughs> yeah, but uh, beauty's in the high, either beholder. Yeah, the high too. Uh, high, yeah. I can't speak today. <laughs> someone, I'm going to say, someone, I don't know. I think it's a good thing that Mitch we actually Moses. cut it off at 100. There's like yeah, Mitch you know, 500 odd, odd players, but yeah, yeah we cut it off at 100, yeah. Long tail, isn't it? Um, well, Cameron, I've noticed Cameron Murray, especially after the World Cup, yeah. he's getting a little bit, the baby face is gone. Oh. Yeah, and he's getting a little bit bashed around, so I reckon he might slip down a bit. What about James Tedesco getting married now off the market? Does Correct. he slip down? He slips down. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He could be gone. I'll just I'll say that. He, he could be gone out of the whole yeah. top 100. Oh. That is a big, big factor. Bachelor, bachelor status is a yep. big factor. Now, that. Dino, you were over there spruiking the Western Reds. Uh, I, I did see a photo of you with the gentleman with the Western Reds. What is the feel like over there for a Perth team? Um, yeah, look, I've got a couple of people stop me and, and um, say they remember the remember the team. It is, you know, what are we talking, 30 or 25 years ago since, since the team was there. But um, from social media as well, the comments I've seen is, you know, bring back the, bring back the Reds. They want to see a team there. I spoke with... Uh, Jack Della Maddalena, the UFC fighter who's from Perth. He remembers him when he was a kid and he'd love to see um, rugby league back there. He loves the sport. He goes, toughest sport in Australia. And he thinks um, Perth or Western Australia has the toughest people. So he thinks it's well suited for him. Uh, now, speaking about blokes who, if you needed somebody to get on the Apollo, these blokes would be more than adept to do so. <laughs> uh, Sats and Woogie. Or as you like to call them, you renamed them last week. Yeah, Woogie and Boogie. Woogie <laughs> 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 and Boogie. <laughs> hey, boys. Woogie and Boogie. Uh, hello, All right, guys. Now, Woogie, Jason, is he's very angry today. He's, yelling, he's like the Simpsons. He's yelling at a old man yelling at a cloud. Oh, just, what's happened? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, it's just the cricket. still filthy. He's, a, he's not a big fan of Pat Cummins. and oh. He's just filthy at the cricket over the weekend, all finished on Saturday, of course. Mm. But we, we were listening earlier to his stuff in the press conference. He's laughing and he's like, he's just rolling out all these cliche <laughs> words at the end. I, I couldn't imagine Alan Border. He'd just go in there and punch every batsman in the face <laughs> and then drop them. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just, oh, well, we'll try harder. We need to be brave. Look, brave? Yeah. You're getting paid a ton of cash to play cricket for your country. Hey, boys, just on that. Fair enough, Woogie. And, and the reaction from Was that players, Woogie or Boogie? Who spoke to uh, that? That was, that, was, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was the Woogie. You um, know. <laughs> Fitzy, the greenkeeping rooster, he screenshotted a picture of the Australian cricketers mm. and they, they seem to be laughing about some kind of joke or whatever the case may be. And Fitzy, the greenkeeping rooster, who got some support, he was filthy seeing that. They were getting flogged in a test match. Mm. What are your thoughts here, Brian? Should they be mm. sitting in the, the dugout, so to speak? Well, at the cricket ground, you can't see what goes on. So it's you know quite dark there if yeah. we were in Sydney. They're out in the open. Not a good look, but I mean, seriously. Does it matter? Like, what do you mean? Well, they can't just be sitting there, bored all day, stoic, stoic. 
Yeah, someone makes it because the cricket is a boring game when it keeps. And they knew going. what the outcome was eventually going to be. Mate, you're right. They should be out there bloody batting. Yeah, not well, sitting in the dressing rooms laughing. Can I ask you this? What about uh, Steve Smith putting his thumbs up? Are you asking t- boogie or woogie? Uh, I'll ask both of them. <laughs> What's your thoughts, Steve Smith? Yep. And look, Steve Smith, obviously our best batsman since Bradman goes good. But I'm just saying, it look, it's a bad look for the younger blokes coming through with the thumbs up every time the ball uh, beat him on. He'd put his thumb up, going good ball. Is it, he's, he's doing that to the bowler, isn't he? To the bowler, yeah. I found that really strange. Wait, well, but hang on a sec, Fletch. Did you ever get hit in a, a really good tackle, and, and you go, "A good tackle, mate"? No, no. Okay, no way. You're saying you didn't get hit in a good tackle? Exactly. Or you yeah. No, I, I used tackle. to just keep running at sats. I just. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a mate who, and yep. clearly, for this to happen, you need to have a child born right at the start of the year. I've got a mate who is within days of both his boys being born in the same calendar year. I know, and this is, but not I, twins, obviously. I actually heard, what? I actually heard your mate what he was saying. This is what he said to his <laughs> yeah. wife. I, I want you to like me for me, not because I have a penis. Speak in the sheets. Oh, oh, what about what? Oh, yeah, good math. The hammer. Oh. Have you get it last night? Oh, that was awesome. I love it. Like, so I'm in love with my ex. Are you going to stay or go? <laughs> oh, I'm going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that's your that's your cue to leave. Like, yeah. seriously. And they're more. I love it. To be fair, John, the mm. counsellor, whatever he's the marriage guru, Johnny Aiken. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, and, and when he directed it at Hanson and Hanson, Harrison. No, Harrison, 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 and the other gibber. I do like Harrison. How you? I've, actually, I've really enjoyed it. I've just had a holiday for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's refreshing. Uh, tell you what's refreshing. <laughs> what the footy's back, boys. Yeah, love it. And the Dolphins, a.k.a. the Arsonists, they are back. <laughs> what did you, you think? I know that was back. A, I know it was only a, uh, you know, it was only a trial game. But What about the super coach not even going to the game? No, he doesn't need oh, to. Oh, what about that? He doesn't need yeah. to. We haven't spoken about that. No. Yeah, he didn't go to the game. He doesn't need to. Really? No. What, what's happening there? Is it because he's Wayne Bennett or? Nah, it's hot. Of course he can. It was hot. Barlow Park. Good nightclub up there, Gilligan's. No, it is. Hang it on. is too. Mm. You, you're cranky with him not being there. Your coach in one of your games in Canberra left at half time, booked his own ticket and left. Wayne Lewis, uh, Wally Lewis, Wayne's brother. Um, Wally Lewis <laughs> at half time. We're getting beaten 36 0 in 1993, and we're waiting for the half time speech. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Brent Todd said, uh, Come on, guys, let's just try and get respect in the second half. And anyway, we, we ended up getting 64 6 or something. We went back to the airport at Canberra, and we're checking in. The lady at the Qantas Lounge said, Oh, what about your coach? He had to get out early. He actually caught a cab at half time and he walked down the back of Bruce Stadium, GIO, got in a cab, went to the airport, caught the early flight. That's unbelievable. In disgust yeah. or he had a, another in embarrassment. No, in oh. disgust. Yeah. yeah so, so Wayne's doing it already. They haven't been playing. Wayne's doing it already. <laughs> mate, the, mate, the great Chrissy Walker did something not not as bad as that, but we played Newcastle, got pumped, and Langers was just going to town on us. And Chrissy Walker's just putting his jeans on and his shirts on and, and like putting deodorant on while um, yeah, while Langer's just giving us we're all in our uniforms and then he goes, Texas, what are you doing? He goes, Mate, I've got to go to Logie's. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah, that's when he was uh dating Kate. Yeah. Anyway, He's a funny bug, bugger Langer's, isn't he? Yeah, but he, when he gets serious. He gets really uh, like he's looking at it, he's going to cry. Yeah, yeah. So you sort of want to just want to just hug that big loaf head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I haven't doctored this at all. Not like a uh, Indian pitch. So there's a woman, a woman who poured a mixture of boiling water and dog poo on a car, a car parked legally 
outside her home has claimed she was set up in a bizarre rant outside court. Lisa Wise on Thursday pleaded guilty in Toowoomba local court to two counts of willful damage. So what she was doing, the irate homeowner targeted anyone who failed to obey her handwritten sign warning for them not to park in front of her house. But not not a driveway, her house. So anyone on the road, on the ra- council road. <laughs> so what she would do, she would get there and she would, and I don't think it was dog poo. They're now yeah. saying it was actually human. Oh poo. yes. Oh, oh she yeah. climbed on the bonnet. Yeah, she oh. she climbed on the bonnet. No, I don't think she did. I think she pooed in a Coles bag, oh. and then, oh. and then swirled it around. Oh. oh, yeah, it's heavy. Fletch. No, I'm just te- I'm reading it. This is what happens in Toowoomba. Yeah. Funnily enough, Crazy that's sound. where Chrissy Walker's from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, again, I'm going to say it. I love Queensland. I love the people in Queensland. But what goes on up there? Yeah, I know. I know. There's no excuse for that. It is Toowoomba, but great part of the world. Toowoomba, Hello to our listeners up yeah, there. Great part of the world, Toowoomba. Toys. Yeah, love Toowoomba. <laughs> but, but, and she um, also slashed the car's tires if you parked outside oh, a house. Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, hang on, I there's a video. I'm, there's a video, sorry. Oh, I think I'd rather an egg a Brit on my car than slow and slashing the tires. <laughs> yeah, I would too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just hose it off. Yeah. And Edgar Britt. Have you never heard of that? No. Oh, wow. I thought you were talking about Fletcher's wife. No. Yeah. What? Hey, no, what? Yeah, no. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, ask hey. her about that in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's an Edgar? What's, what's an Edgar Brit? An oh, Edgar Brit. Oh, you know. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Well, the birds were singing. Cupid was out because it was Valentine's Day, and I wanted to get to know my co-hosts a little bit better. And I asked them, "What song gets them in the mood? What song gets them quite amorous?" And of course. Joel Kane's new friend. Well, no, he's not a new friend, but it's his favourite friend at the moment because he didn't have to buy this one. Doug Gottlieb, all the way over there from Radio Row. Anyway, um, around the grounds we go, Brian. No, so basically today I was I was looking at um, some. Oh, you saying I got the first one? So <clears throat> no, don't worry about it, Gibbo. Pass me the other thing. It's all good. It's all good. So what I want to do here is the top four lovemaking songs. It's oh, it's, yes. it's it's Valentine's Day, so. Number one is Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. Mm. You've heard that? No. Yeah. That's right. That's good, Gibbo. Because I didn't give you a... The second one, number two, is I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Your Song by Elton John. And I'll Make Love to You by The Boys to Men. I'll make love to you. <laughs> so I would like to go around the around the grounds with our, with our guys in yeah. here. Just to... I mean, I know you guys fairly well. Yeah. But I probably need to know what is your favourite song, mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna open this to the to the uh, callers and the listeners. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you want to text it, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you want to call and maybe even give us a rendition of your song, but text through your song that you th- and, and there's a hat involved. Is there, Brooksy? Yeah, we were a bit shy yesterday. Okay, well, I'm gonna wait so two days. Why don't we Why don't we give one away for Valentine's okay, Day? Okay, for the best song. So I'd like to go around around the grounds here. Brooksy, what's your song? That you Mine, like? Mine's a bit of R&B. Oh, okay. Guy uh, that I used to work with in a nightclub uh, exposed me to Maxwell. He's an R&B crooner. And Getting to Know Ya is a great song. And the beat. Get the shoulders into it. Okay. But does, does your partner like this? Okay. And is it, is it up high? 
what volume or mm. or your pants? No. <laughs> <laughs> is is the music up high? Well, I don't think it's a high like sort of. You want it lower. Okay. You know, just background music. All right, sweet. So that's pretty good. I don't mind that. Mm. Never heard of it. I'm going to go to you, uh, Gibbo. What's yours? Yeah, so look, it doesn't happen very often, usually, <laughs> but when it does happen, I'm, I'm quite excited. Yeah. I like to go into the classics. Yeah. Um, a bit of Lionel Richie. Now, it's, oh. it's funny because usually when I do make love, <laughs> it's not all night long. No. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. There's one bloke who can't play this. Is it Benji Madden? Benji is Madden. It, is he yeah. the son-in-law? Charlotte. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, not bad, I suppose. He's a cool cat. Yeah, he, he yeah. would have done a bit of oh. Valentine's Day love oh, himself. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Sugar, what's yours? Oh, look, Brian, it's not really a love song. No. But uh, it's annoying changing songs. So American Pie goes for about eight and a half minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, my my favourite, and I just I've said this many times on this program. It's this particular part. It's not just a song; it's a part of a song. Iggy Pop in the middle of Iggy Pop. I think it's the young lady out of B fifty twos, Kate Pearson. Kate Pearson. Kate Pearson. Take it away. Sexy song, Brian. Sexy, sexy song. Yeah, for you. When you're on the source, it's a bit better. Have I told you the yarn about Kobe and I living in England when we were young pups, pre kids? Is this the one way window? The one way window? (laughs) No, 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 no. no. That was here solo. (laughs) No, no, no. No, and um, Kobe kept ringing me. When are you coming home? And what you do after training? They're quite a. social sort of mob over there in England. So we'd go for a coffee or an omelette or whatever the case may be. And she kept saying, when are you home? When are you home? And when I got home and in those little apartments over there in England where we were staying, quite low roofs, Mm. right? And Kobe on Valentine's Day over there in England had lit up like a thousand of those little mini candles. You know those little mini candles? And it was just heating the place up. So finally (laughs) I get home and Kobe's just in this muck lather, you know, like she's just like totally over the idea by the time I get there. Nonetheless, committed to the cause. And so moving along to what would ensue after candles sort of happening, next thing you know, the whole bed's on fire. Literally. Sex on fire? Literally. Like there's been a, <laughs> Kings can- of Leon. Can- there's been a candle <laughs> candle bump. Oh, yeah. And that was uh, a sad end to a story. But anyway, there you go. Sure. So all the fire alarms came on. And and then fireys pe- came in? People were out in fireys the... Fireys uh, came no, on. No, 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 no fireys. Sounds like a movie I watched. Yes. Well, this is What's mine. What's yours, Brian? This is mine. So this is sort of a new one that I, that I discovered a couple of years ago. Britt loves it. Yeah. I just love it even <laughs> even more. Now, take it away. <laughs> take it away, Gwen. I remember when. I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. That gets me going, no doubt. Can we go one more time? Yeah, it's Gwen. I remember Gwen. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. She's actually, we got in early with her because um, Gwen is now everywhere, I've noticed. Snoop, Snoop Dogg's all over it. Is he? Snoop Dogg's Gwen. been posting it. Oh, Gwen. I remember Gwen. <laughs> I remember, I remember. Yeah, that's oh, yes. not much of a um, – we don't really get around the music. Nah. We just turn the TV out really loud. Oh, dear. Yeah. And our man Dougie got leaves on the line. G'day, Doug. 
G'day, how you, how you guys doing? Oh, how do you think we're going? We are going terrific. Those, uh, you know, um, next time you come to so, Australia, so does this mean does this mean when I come to Australia, I don't have to I don't have to open my wallet. Nope. Somebody else nope. is going to buy me a pint. I, I was going to say I am going to buy you as many Arnold Palmers as you want. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, twenty-eight to one, Ron. Mm. Twenty-eight to one for his same game parlay. Yep. We call it same game multi, which was Jalen Hurts to score first, the Chiefs to win the match, Patrick, you beautiful thing, Mahomes. Yep to get the MVP. Uh, well done, Doug. Well done. Uh, what's been the fallout? Well, the, the only thing that uh, people are going back and forth about in the States is the Chiefs' final uh, field goal was set up by mm. a penalty, which, uh, you know, by by letter of the law was a penalty. But the way it works in the Super Bowl, and I don't know if there's a parallel to – um, to another event, but basketball is probably the, the easiest parallel, but even basketball, they, they call fouls, but it's a lot more physical in the playoffs in the NBA. So in the NFL, in the Super Bowl, it, as is tradition, they don't call a lot of penalties. They don't call a lot of penalties because I think 113 million Americans watched, right? So on a normal weekend, you're talking about 40 million Americans watch. So, you know, you got like 70 million people who don't watch football. Okay. So they don't want penalties because a lot of people, they were, they were just watching to see Rihanna, you know, and, and just because it, you know, everybody's betting on it. So the, most of the game, you let penalties go end of the game, they called a hold, which was a hold, but was it that dramatic a hold? Was it, did it really change the game? Uh, that would be the only thing. Otherwise, I think, I think honestly, my free game prediction is what has kind of come to fruition is that. Eagles are really good, uh, put up a heck of a fight, kind of dominated the first half and held on to the football um, despite a big turnover. And then, you know, Pat Mahomes, he had one incomplete pass in the second half. I mean, yeah. it was complete domination. That doesn't usually happen. Uh, the only thing was the ending was a little bit of a dud because of that penalty. That's about it. Now, I I held a ticket for a decent collect, Brian and Doug, on the Bengals to win. And... Joe Burrow must think he was so close to getting it done. They were so close in the championship round. And I'm going to declare this, Gibbo, the Bengals, they'll win next year. I'm declaring that. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You know that sound, Doug? It's called the early crow. Do you have the early crow in America? What's the early crow? The early crow is when you declare something emphatically yeah. early. And typically in Australia, if you declare something, so for example, if you're watching a horse race, Brian, mm. and there's 300 metres to go and around the bend they come and Falante just takes off and he takes off leading by two He's lengths. Home. He's home. He's home. He's home. Soon as that, I just did the early crow then, Doug, because yeah. what happens early is... Early crow. What yeah. happens is it runs second. Immediately. As soon as you say that, you're not... Yes. You're not so if you're in a, in a pub mm. and someone stands up and declares it, that's called the early crow. Exactly. But so I little, think little, okay, I got it. I, see, I learned, I learned something new. All I know is I have a... I have a I have a sheep a doodle, half sheep dog, half poodle. Oh yeah. And he likes every creature on earth except crows. Oh, hates crows. That makes that's makes hates, two of us. Hates crows. That makes two animals. He, he might have been a, be, a better or a punter. So, back so you're in the calling day. The, the Bengals. Well, I mean, like, look, I, I mean if you if you watch American football, you know Joe Burrow, he just has this kind of cool, yeah, Joe cool kind of disposition. Never gets too high, never gets too low. I would agree with you, they're gonna be right there. There's this group of young quarterbacks. And the Bengals obviously have one. The Bills have one. The Chiefs have one. The Chargers have one. And those are the guys. And they're all kind of, they're all big old 6'3", 6'5", 
dudes who can all move and throw, and they feel like that group is going to be around for a while. And so I, I don't think the Bengals are a bad pick. They got a, they got a stud team. And, you know, I, again, I don't know how rugby is or Australian rules football is, but in America, part of it is you have a salary cap. And so when these quarterbacks are drafted, the first four, five years, their, their contract is, is not, you know, it's like a big pie, Mm. you know, how much they can spend on all the players. Well, the quarterbacks, once they get to the second contract, they're picking a big piece of pie, Mm. you know, and that's why those guys traditionally struggle. Pat Mahomes, his new contract kicks in next year, but it's one of the reasons that they had, they lost Tyreek Hill because his contract is going up and up. His second contract is going up and up. So Joe Burrow is still under that rookie contract. He's oh. with a team that's known to be cheap. They're going to give him, they're going to give him a bunch of money, but it's going to eventually hurt the rest of their roster. So next year is a window for him is a window for the chargers because they're two teams that have star young quarterbacks still on that rookie deal. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Barney here. Uh, we had a cracking afternoon. We spoke to Broncos legend, Corey Parker, who uh, gave us the lowdown on the Dolphins and what he thinks uh, Wayne Bennett would be up to up there. And uh, then I, uh, well, I ran the slide rule over a couple of SEN's best comedians and gave my professional opinion on them. Corey Parker is the ambassador, Barney, when it comes to super coach and the Superman's on the line. G'day, Corey. Afternoon, guys. How are you going? Mate, I just realised, Corey, geez, time flies. You've been retired. Yeah, this is I the know. seventh season without Corey Parker. I know. how It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, the game just keeps on turning with or without you, and you, you're spot on. Time does fly. My daughter turns 13 uh, next week, so it's like, where did all that time go? But um, uh, the great game still continues to go, and there's always plenty to talk about. With or without you, I just, <laughs> just got that into my head, yeah. mate. How's things going, Corey? What do you know? What's uh, we'll get into Supercoach very, very shortly. But is there any part of your 347 NRL games, which is, in itself is just remarkable? Is there any party that just wants to get that extra three? <laughs> uh, well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it, to give it a nice round number of 350, but um, wasn't to be. Um, little part of me, Gal got 348, so he always sort of lets oh. me know about that. So, yeah, that, that that's sort of one little area. But um, I'm obviously a big season ahead, 2023. I mean, there's plenty to talk about already. I can't believe we're uh, week two in a pre-season challenge and it's only the start of February. Um, so, I mean, we all got a taste on what what is to come last week, but um, to be fair, we're probably going to get a real indication of where things are at this week. Most teams are going to put their stronger suit forward, obviously, then a week off and into round one. So uh, plenty to look forward to, um, but um, also, you know, there's plenty of young guys that got an opportunity that um, will certainly be looking to uh, instill their, uh, you know, spot in the side come round one. Yeah, we're chatting with Corey Parker. Now, Corey Parker, of course, many, many years under the great Wayne Bennett, Look, everyone's tipping them for the wooden spoon, Corey, but mm. I play the coaches a lot, and I think the coaches have a major say in teams. There's no part of me that thinks the Dolphins will get the spoon. Could you see that happening? Oh, I could see it happening, mm. to, to, to be honest. Um, could it, Will it happen? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I think there'll be a, a pretty heavy battle between those bottom four. Um, I mean, you look at the, the season, the way it unfolded last year, the top six and the bottom six were polar opposites. Mm. Um, and you throw another team into the mix, so you dilute the players somewhat, um, which is what you need to move forward with the product. But um, if you just look at the, the Dolphins team 
Um, it's a team that suggests to me that they're going to be probably be in the bottom half of the competition, which no one expects them to no. go too much higher than that. So I think that's okay. But, um, you know, for the Bulldogs in 2021, they won three games in a wooden spoon. The Tigers won four games in a wooden spoon. So you'd think the team who gets a wooden spoon this year uh, will win five games. Now, if you don't get the wooden spoon, you're going to win at least six, seven, eight, nine plus games. And if that's the case, who do the Dolphins beat that many times? Um, I don't know. But, Warriors? I mean, from what – yeah, well, the Warriors, the Knights, Titans, oh, the Dragons. <laughs> um, you know, so there's there's a stack of teams you could probably throw in that conversation. Um, but from what I saw on the weekend, you did, one of Wayne Bennett's, you know, strongest sort of traits within trying to get his team is, is he just wants them to compete. And they certainly did that, um, albeit against a, a much lesser side in the Cowboys. But this week we'll get a really good indication of where they're at. What about the hoo-ha about Wayne not – going to the game. Like, I, I personally couldn't give a rat's, but what, what did you make of that? Yeah, look, I, I'm a bit the same because I know Wayne personally and, and I know, you know, he wouldn't even blink an eye. Yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't, would not surprise me if he doubles down this week and doesn't turn up this week either. Oh, <laughs> um, oh please, the Wayne, week, do the, that. The week before he was in Gladstone, yeah. um, which there was a trial game, a lot of it wasn't on TV, so people didn't weren't aware of it. He went to Gladstone, um, but I would not be surprised if he doubles down and, and isn't there this week, and then turns up next week. It's just Wayne Bennett how he is. He's probably got a few things on, mate. He's a busy man. Yeah. yeah, what's he getting up to on a weekend that he can't go to the football? Oh, is he mad yes. for an afternoon barbecue? What's his What's his go, Corey? <laughs> afternoon barbecue, I doubt it. I've only had one barbecue in the, the whole time I've met uh, known Wayne. That was at his house, and he didn't cook but um it's uh mate he's got cows he's got a property but like to be fair he's probably just pulling the eyelids down have a little rest that's what he does best hey hey Corey, a a good spy of mine said the 2010 grand final of the dragons i was desperate to know you know what was the halftime speech of the great man wayne bennett because they were sort of floundering a little bit Mm. against the roosters and and the person said look to be honest with you mate it was just business it was quite calm there was no big sort of al pacino any given sunday speech you win the comp in 2006 with wayne what do you recall his sort of demeanor or speech to you guys pre and half time of the match yeah that again experience brings this doesn't it i mean wayne understands um better than most uh, where his team's at and what they do and don't need and the last thing a team needs at different stages for someone to stand up and rant and rave because you just don't get the desired outcome mm. um i go back in 20 uh, 2006 um, the week before that, we were down 24-6 or 24-4 at half time to the Bulldogs in a prelim final. Um, and we went into the sheds at half time, and Wayne just sort of looked around casually, just sort of checked on everyone's health, everyone, hey, yeah, all okay, yep, all good. And all he said, I, I remember it clear as day, is he said, you can go out, you've got two options. You can go out there and watch this season just go away, or you can go out there and play like the Broncos. That was it. Wow. And we went out there, we won the second half, and from that time, from that moment when we won the second half, I just knew we had that sort of galvanised sort of team where we're going to go out and win um, the, the following week, which were heavy underdogs. Yeah. So sometimes it's not about what you say, it's sort of not what you say mm. at different stages. So I, I'm sure Wayne, um, I mean, when you look at Wayne, it's, it's incredible to think. I mean, because most people in their early 20s, when they're dealing with a 73, 74-year-old man, it's their granddad. But his ability, that's the reality, but his ability to, um, uh, I I guess, get on the same wavelength as a 17, 18-year-old and talk a bit of smack and talk shop with 18-year-olds is quite incredible. He's, He's been able to adjust and change with the times, which is why he's still doing what he's doing.
How does he do that? Is he on TikTok? Is he on? What, is he into the stuff that the kids are doing? Is he secretly just a young bloke at heart? Down at the skate park? He, yeah. is, he is secretly just a young bloke at heart. He loves a good chat on a Monday morning and getting, you know, trying to source out what's been happening over the weekend and who's been up to what, etc. I think you know where I'm going with that. But, um, <laughs> um, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's obviously a, a man that's been in the game over well three quarters of his life. Um, uh, so he gets great results and great success and, and great respect out of anyone who sort of comes across Wayne. But he, he also has the ability to pull the wool over pretty much everyone's eyes. Yeah. Mm. I mean, make no mistake, Christian Wolf and, and Nathan Feeney be doing a lot of that coaching that's going on there. And Wayne will just be the front man. And that's that. Yeah, they won't be running last. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Listening to Sports Day during the week, and I was inundated, absolutely inundated with people talking about a particular segment, a brand-new segment by Boogie and Woogie. And uh, Jason Matthews come up with this. And, and you being the expert comedian mm-hmm. with such a deep background, which we're going to get into, I need you to, Gus Gould-like, break down this play-by-play. Right. Here's the intro. No. It's time for the First, laugh with Jason Matthews. <laughs> I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. <laughs> the stage is yours. Jace. There you go. <laughs> okay, right. So okay. people just love this. Anyway, true okay. story. Let's start off. Hey, calm down, Jace. Thoughts. Okay. Um, there's a few rules in comedy. First off, <laughs> uh, you can't be confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's uh, – look, it's a good, good, good stinger, but yeah. um, it did make me think – Good did make me think maybe we're flicking channels. Like, yeah. if you if you're in the car, you'd be looking at where's the radio changing on its own? Like, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, so you, that's the first rule: don't be confusing. Okay, well, let's go back to that. Can we go back to that, Gibbo? Do you mind? If, no, can we go back to the to that again? Now that we know that we shouldn't be confusing, uh, back to you, Woogie. There you go. <laughs> See, people just love this. Anyway, true story. Let's start off on a positive note. Okay. All right. First laugh. Yeah, yeah, first laugh. True story. This, my wife uh, asked me to stop singing. Yeah, great. Firstly, no, you can't read it off your phone. You've got to just let it flow. Why do you do that? You read from a screen every night. I don't read from a screen. Mine is just in my mental (laughs) Rolodex. Rolodex. Yeah. Anyway, my wife asked me, we were in the car yesterday, and um, that Oasis song, my favourite song, Wonderwall, came on the radio, and she said, can you stop singing that? And I said to her, maybe. Maybe. You're going to be the one. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you start with the show with that, actually, because it can only improve. <laughs> okay, Come so if we it. freeze it right there, Barney. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, let's revisit the confusing line. Um, yeah, okay. couple of things. First off, he's getting heckled from the start, yeah. right, which it's, it happens in comedy. Sometimes you, you're there and you, you do have – it's usually the same bloke. Right. Um, it's always the bloke who's sitting there. He's sometimes a bit drunk, but he's always thinking the same thing. He's like, oh, I know that I'm a dickhead. Yeah. How do I let everyone else know? And then <laughs> they just shout stuff out yeah. at, um, at the comedians. And that's what's happened. He's been heckled right off the start. Um, try and stay away from the clip, like true story. This, as soon as you say true story, everyone's like, okay, you made this up. Um, the only other thing I'd say is punchlines have to be, um, well, you don't, you don't want to have to explain it immediately after. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So, you know, it's a good, like it had a lot of the elements of a joke. Um, you know what I mean? There's a setup. um, not Almost a punchline. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a punch, no line. That was probably yeah. what 
where you, oh, you, you so missed there. Barney Fletcher and I are renowned, um, infamous maybe, mm. for plagiarising um, stablemate segments. We won't be we won't be plagiarising that one. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Look, I mean, it's like anything. It's in the execution. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't write it off yet, but you know, probably probably just needs a little workshop. Let's see what Sats come up with. So we critique Ooh, Woogie, yes. right? Let's critique Sats because they're about to come up. It's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set of The stage is yours, Now, Sats. this is actually a little bit closer to home because my wife actually went to the doctor today and the, and the doc called sure, me. Right? Yeah, well, the doc called me just to give me the update, um, just to tell me the facts. And he said, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with her at the moment. I don't know. It's either chlamydia or Alzheimer's. I'm just what? not quite sure. I said, well, how do I know, Doc? He said, well, she's just left the surgery. So if she, if she gets home, don't sleep with her. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting areas to be working, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know what the one first thing I noticed was, um, so that was Sats. Woogie was a, like, Woogie was a better, uh, like, audience. Yeah. Because he goes, oh, my wife's been to the doctor. Oh, oh what's wrong with, like, yes. instead of heckling, yes. he's, he's there being supportive. Gotcha. So I feel like he got the better setup, but a bit confusing at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so confusing's <laughs> a problem for the boys, but very good pickup. Woogie is the better audience. Mm. Sats could work on that, perhaps. And around the week off, it was no Joel Kane. He's obviously down there in Wagga just doing all sorts of box sets and uh, dump and runs, whatever happens in touch. But it was me and the Missile and Matthew Johns. What a great show. Got it a little bit loose. Gibbo, of course, was best on ground. But enjoy, and we'll see you next week. All right, we should probably introduce our next guest. Yes, I think we should. Yeah, uh, Fletch. We've got Matty Johns on the line. Matty, you there? Missile, how you going, brother? Hey, Fletch. Hello, Matthew. Now, yesterday after I left you, um, yeah. you were going to start 75 oh. hard. Yes. Have you yes. started? Is day, day one, one hard. Mate. Day one. Day, well, day oh, one. Okay. Day one. You know, the hardest thing in day one has just been drinking four litres of water. Correct. At the moment, I'm 2.8 litres, and I'm just trying to work out what they do with the other 1.2 litres. Where does it go? Where's it go? Can you wash your hair? <laughs> you Make know, sure don't save it till before you go to bed or your night's ruined. You'll be up pissing oh, all night. No, but your body yeah. gets used to it. Yeah, it does, I tell you yeah. what, Maddie, I was doing. I was chew, uh, chewing ice. <laughs> I, I started to chew ice um, from the free, freezer. <laughs> yeah. Not that. Yep. Uh, uh, that seemed to work a lot to curb my hunger. What's the yeah, What's oh, the rules around oh, eating on this seventy five hard? So you got to go on a, on a diet, yeah. Maddie. What yeah. diet are you on? Right, I'm doing six small meals a day, and yeah. your recommendation: no white carbs. No white carbs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if it's white, yeah. it ain't right. Mm. Yeah. How far are you off your playing weight at the moment, Maddie? I saw you on Insta. You look like you're in decent shape. You're not oh, not much mate. weight to lose. The trip to America doesn't do the weight a lot of good, missile. As you like to know, Fletch went over. He did a little sojourn across uh, the United States. Mm. I did the same. I had a couple of weeks over there, and just basically. Every meal you have, it's just like, oh, man, we ordered a nachos for entree and, like, half Mexico turned up. <laughs> it was like, it, it then brought it over the table and I was just, mate, I had a panic attack. And, you know, you ordered your mains as well and you just came out, where am I going to put all this? It, it was, uh, man. Matthew, we saw Aaron Woods, uh, the hard-hitting Aaron Woods, come out and give it to Kalen Ponga. 
mm, saying, right. uh, yeah, he came out and said, you've got to grow up. You're the captain of the club, blah, 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 blah. You're 25. Uh, didn't mince his words. Mm. How do you think, do you think maybe sometimes captaincy, it's, it can certainly help players. I've seen that with, mm-hmm. with players who like the responsibility. But if you're not a captain, I think they're forced it on him because he's their best player. Do you think they yeah. could maybe take the captaincy away from him? Because looking from the outside, I don't mm. think he's a captain. Kalen is not a tradition. He's not a stereotypical footballer, mm. boys. He's almost like he's very left-minded, arty kid. I think, uh, and you're right, if you're looking for someone who's going to do a Chilean speech before the game, you know, I don't think it's going to be Kalen. Kalen's a bloke who... Um, is a captain who leads with brilliance, mm. inspires by just being able to do really, really special things. Jackson Hastings yep. right, is going to be really good. For, he's going to be brilliant for for Kalen. Because Jackson, whenever he goes to a side, Jackson, he wants to run the show. Yes. Right? He wants the ball in his hands. And sometimes it gets up the other players, uh, playmakers' noses a little bit. We've yep. seen that. But, mate, there'll be no problem with that in Newcastle. He's a, yeah, that's exactly what they need. Saw him last week. You know, he... he um, didn't get off to a bad start, uh, Jackson. But I think in the early season, I think as the season goes on, he, he'll be he'll be invaluable. He, he'll be he'll be a real asset. I, I, do you know, last year, boys, I was chatting to a few of the Newcastle blokes you know, who I played with, and they were like, um, last season, they're like, mate, do you think that they could be top four, Newcastle? And I said, mate, un- unfortunately, pessimistically, I said, I think. My concern is they'll be fighting to get out of the bottom four. And due to injuries and a few things, that's how it turned out. They've trained really, really hard. The players look really fit, really determined. I, I think Newcastle are gonna have I think they're gonna have a pretty good season. I, I can see I can see them sort of up and around, like finishing anything from eight to ten. I think that they, they're a smoker to slip into one of those bottom top eight spots. Yeah, mm. I, I like I like Brayley. I think he's a yeah. I make him captain. Yeah, and you got Jackson there because Jackson doesn't mind standing on toes. I just from the outside looking in and the meetings I've had with Kalen, he doesn't seem like he like standing on people's toes. He's not a toe stander he's, as such. He's he's mate. He's such he's such a nice yeah. bloke. And like I said before, like he's he's a bloke that leads with actions, and that can be problematic. You know, if you've got a playmaker that leads with brilliance, and like you know him better than anyone. Uh, Fletch is that like it took Freddie a long, long time. Like I think Freddie hit the crossroads you know, around in the late nineties, um, early two thousands, where he was able to win a competition with you blokes. But there was always a big question mark over Freddie's captaincy. Yeah. People saying, "Oh, he's a brilliant player, but he's not really a captain." And he developed that. Captains have got to have they've got to have that that tough edge to them. And they've got to be a bloke who sometimes will put noses out of joint. Like, yeah. I remember, like, Chief, like, he, he was such a great captain. But sometimes Joey and I'd be carrying, like, a pork chop, and he'd just grab us and really pull us in the line. I remember once we were playing a trial game, and we're sort of pushing the ball around the park and having a good And Chief, quarter time, says, and the trial says, mate, boys, just pull it back. Anyway, when Chief turned his back, me and Joey had a little bit of a laugh, and he turned around and oh. caught us. And, um,. Oh mate, it was uh, it was like it was nearly a foot race. He he came over like, <laughs> it was, but he was yeah that 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 was that was Chief's leadership. Chief was a, such he's such a great bloke. But when it comes to the game and being able to pull blokes into line, mate, he just he did it so well. And 
and then like you know when we have Malcolm really I mean those two blokes together you know everyone everyone knew who the bosses were better, better a clean man as they say